Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Good morning and happy Thanksgiving. You are listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Courtney Cronin, Amber Wilson, sitting in for the guys on this Thanksgiving morning. It's holiday radio time at ESPN Radio, so you're going to be seeing and hearing a lot of us for the next six weeks, so get used to it. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. You can hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. What's your favorite Thanksgiving dish? Are you like Amber? Are you anti-turkey? We got a whole bunch of Thanksgiving takes. This is arguably the best part about holiday radio because we can do this for the length of this show, which is four hours this morning before we get you set up for some football games. Three of them happening today. The Detroit Lions, Amber, trying to extend a rare three-game win streak. They're hosting the Bills. That game coming up 12.30 p.m. Eastern time to kick off the Thanksgiving slate. Giants Cowboys followed by after that 4:30 p.m. Eastern time and then the nightcap Patriots against the Minnesota Vikings who just got beat down the prior week by the aforementioned Dallas Cowboys so plenty of NFL action on the slate today we also want you to be part of Keyshawn J Will and Max Nation on the Dr Pepper call in line triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans love. All right, so we got to get into your turkey take before we get the show truly off the ground today, talk some NFL action. You were telling me pre-show that you're going out for – you're going to a friend's house. My pa- my parents are bringing a uh, takeout order in, so I'm not – I mean, we can get into my grievances that I have with that, but I need to know more about this turkey that you just, you're not a turkey person. I'm, I just find turkey to be a little overrated. Now I'm not suggesting that I'm not going to consume turkey today. Turkey's fine. I eat it. I, it's just not something, I, I feel like the real star of Thanksgiving is all the side dishes, Courtney, because those are so much better, I think, than the actual turkey. The turkey's okay. I know you mentioned, because we were doing mic checks right before the show, and I had this hot take about how turkey's overrated, and Courtney took issue with it, but you threw fried turkey out there, and I mean, that's a whole different, I feel like, department if we're talking about different ways of preparing the turkey. A fried turkey is excellent. I'm one who tends to just, if you're just talking about like a roast turkey that you're cooking in the oven, and eh, it's okay. I mean, a fried turkey, fine. I'll get more excited about. I still think it's the side dishes, though, frankly, that are the real star of Thanksgiving. They're overlooked, Courtney, and I'm here to go ahead and give them their due today. Okay. I mean, there is no alternative to fried turkey. It's the only acceptable turkey out there, and I do this every Thanksgiving. going to put my PSA out right now. So don't blame me if you start a fire, cook your turkey outside. If you're going to fry a turkey, do not do it in the garage. Do not do it in anywhere that is not a well-ventilated area. Do it not on your deck in case the grease falls down and then lights that thing on fire. Do it outside away from anything else. I promise you this is an issue every single year, and I've been saying this on Thanksgiving Day for the last decade because I witnessed one of these in Mississippi, a fire in my neighborhood. Why? The root of it, 
a deep fried turkey because somebody did it on their back patio area, which had wood and the grease stripped down and incinerated that thing. So I think they make turkey fryers now that you don't have to use oil. I have no idea okay. if that's, I'm not well versed on this. I'm not cooking the meal today. Um, I, I am going, I am literally taking myself to my parents' place to get a meal after working here, after doing my day job covering the Chicago bears. We've got availability in a little bit. So by the time that I arrive, everything's going to be neatly prepared for me. I won't be doing any of the cooking today, which I think is okay. Like, I've done Thanksgivings before where I've cooked, and I've had to kind of get everything set up, stay up all night cooking. But I just I didn't feel like I had it in me after doing this show here on ESPN Radio. I don't it's, know. It's like, reasonable. You're working. You're working all day. You're working multiple jobs for <laughs> us here at ESPN all day. So I feel like it's reasonable. You have a good excuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I, this is becoming an annual tradition. You and I spending Thanksgiving together, right? And yes. so we did this last year as well. And you and I were having this conversation. Mm-hmm. I had discovered a couple years ago the joy of going out to eat for Thanksgiving, which seemed unheard of to it's me when smart. I was growing up. But my mother always took the onus on herself to spend three days in the kitchen and cook everything for Thanksgiving. After my mother passed away, that next Thanksgiving, we were all like, what are we going to do? You know, who's going to take over this responsibility? None of us are going to be able to do it the way that she did it. So we decided that Thanksgiving to go out to eat and it was glorious. I mean, you don't have to clean up. There's, it's just amazing. Everyone's doing everything for you. They're waiting on you hand and foot. Now this year, I'm not doing that. I'm crashing a friend's Thanksgiving, which I also think is pretty glorious because I don't have to cook anything. I got to use the work excuse as well. Okay, so the only part that has a downside to going out for Thanksgiving, most times those are buffets, right? Like nobody's just like bringing you Mm -hmm. a whole turkey to the table, then you carve it yourself. You don't get to bring leftovers home from a buffet. At least like that's not, that's kind of frowned upon. It's a tacky thing to do, in my opinion. Um, But from a friend's Thanksgiving, you can go and you can leave with Tupperware filled with Thanksgiving dishes, whether it's your turkey, whether it's your macaroni and cheese, which will not be at my Thanksgiving. I'm not really thrilled about that. We're <laughs> going to get into that here in Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. You guys can let me know what you think if I'm overreacting or if me being incensed is the proper reaction. But, no, I think going out for Thanksgiving, just spending it with anywhere, really, like anywhere you can take the day off or at least take like a couple hours to just like appreciate, you know, the year looking back on it it's always the part of the year that hits me because it's week 12 of the NFL season I'm like oh my gosh where did the last 11 months of my life go and then you realize you have this mad dash to Christmas and I think this is the year where there's like only like four or five weeks in between where we are right now on the 24th of November and Christmas actually literally a month so um yeah time flies when you're having turkey when you're not having macaroni and cheese as in my world uh, <laughs> as you continue else. to mention uh, you're very <laughs> upset about the lack yes. of macaroni and cheese that is available on your menu today I love macaroni and cheese it's wonderful I don't necessarily think it connotes Thanksgiving like for me I could live without it today I think I mean even though again I really enjoy macaroni and cheese it's not like turkey though like it's not a it's not an absolute staple but there's a lot of well, people your who Thanksgiving tur- it wouldn't be th- it wouldn't be turkey anyways you well there's a lot of people ham. who don't well no 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 I eh, turkey over ham all day, every day. But I, a lot of a lot of people don't do turkey on Thanksgiving. See, for me, like even though I, I do think that the turkey isn't really the star, the side dishes are. It still has to be there. Okay, you know who probably had a lot of macaroni and cheese and th- and turkey and mashed potatoes, green bean casserole, the whole thing. The Buffalo Bills. 
and the Detroit Lions because they're the ones kicking off their slate 12.30 p.m. today. It's insane about this Lions team right now to think, A, they might be onto an actual win streak, and in their last three games they've put up 30-plus points. All of a sudden they're a high-octane offense. I watched it a couple weeks ago when they came to Chicago and beat the Bears after – being down by 14 in the fourth quarter they come thundering back and now Dan Campbell who a couple weeks ago it felt like couldn't right the ship here this team was headed for another part of their perennial rebuild looks like he might actually have things on track or at least trending that way for a team that's in third place in the NFC North and four and six I don't know if many people saw this one coming but they've got a buzzsaw coming to town and I actually think the Bills are still in town because they played their game last week uh, or four days ago in Detroit because of the snowstorm in Buffalo. I believe that they actually stayed in Detroit instead of having to traverse back and forth across the country. So that game coming up 12.30 p.m. Eastern time, followed by the New York Giants taking on the Dallas Cowboys. What a stretch, Amber, coming up for them. That's four Count them. Four division games in a row for the New York Giants. Maybe it's the beginning of the end uh, for their magical season. Still feels like they're a playoff team. And then the Patriots and the Vikings. That's the nightcap tonight. So we're going to get into plenty of today's NFL action. What's coming up again throughout the rest of Week 12, some college football. Plenty to talk about here this morning on Thanksgiving Day on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio and streaming live on ESPN2. It's time now, though, for the KJM 10K a Day giveaway. When you hear the winning word, text the word to 777-000, and you're entered for your chance to win. We'll do it every weekday from now on until the end of the show or from now on till the end of the show on December 7th. No purchase necessary ends December 7th, 2000, 2022. See complete rules at ESPNRadio.com slash contest. Are the hosts of this show eligible for that 10K a day giveaway? Nope. nope, I don't think so. <laughs> you know, if I actually like went to ESPNRadio.com slash, you know, what I just read to you there, mm-hmm. I'd probably know the rules here a little bit better. Uh, but I don't, so I guess I'm not eligible. But excited for those of you uh, who are going to be listening and entering the KJM 10K a day, 10K a day giveaway going now through December 7th. All right, coming up next is the Jets. What's the word? Thanksgiving. Oh. The word is Thanksgiving. I was going to say, we got to get to the word. I, I'm so sorry. Like, I, I didn't, I guess I can't even read here, but the word is Thanksgiving. So now you hear that. 777-000. Text that now for your chance to win. All right, coming up next, somebody who's not winning right now. It's Zach Wilson. He got benched yesterday in favor of Mike, what, Mike, Mike White. I can speak. Uh, was that the right move? Amber and I disagree here a little bit. We're going to get into that next here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN2. That's after. Amber has this from Omega. Small business owners want to know the secret to navigating the employee retention credit? Trust in Omega Accounting Solutions to help you recover any payroll tax overpayments that you made during the pandemic. You may even be eligible to receive $26,000 per employee if you continue to pay employee wages during COVID. All it takes is a quick and easy free 10-minute ERC consultation to find out if you qualify or not. It's that simple. In fact, the date from onboarding to filing is just 30 days. CPAs and payroll companies 
companies even turn to Omega for ERC tax guidance. They're that knowledgeable and efficient. And with over 15 years of experience in financial management, business leadership, and corporate strategy combined, you can count on Omega every single step of the way. To take advantage of this exclusive small business tax credit, or if you have any specific ERC questions, call them 800-704-2000 or visit omegataxcredits.com before the filing window closes or funds run out. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, they heard you, Mike Tannenbaum, loud and clear. The New York Jets have a new quarterback, at least for week 12. It's not Zach Wilson. It's Mike White. The decision that was made on Wednesday by head coach Robert Sala making shockwaves throughout the NFL world. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on ESPN2. Courtney Cronin, Amber Wilson, wishing you and yours a happy Thanksgiving. You can hit us up on the phones this morning, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Let us know a little bit about your favorite dishes, whether you think Amber's in the right or wrong about her take on turkey, whether I am allowed to be outraged that my Thanksgiving meal will not be including macaroni and cheese, all of the above. Uh, and remember, fire safety takes no holidays. If you're making that fried turkey, do it away from anything that might light on fire. Okay, so somebody is, who's not lighting on fire right now because he's going to be benched and inactive for Week 12 is Zach Wilson. You've heard what he said throughout the week, the lack of accountability going throughout the locker room on Wednesday, he ended up apologizing after he said this following the postgame, during his postgame press conference, following a 10-3 loss to the New England Patriots. As an offense, though, I mean, when you guys are only able to score three points, the defense only lets up three points. I mean, do you, do you feel like you let the defense down at all? No. No. Okay, so that was no. If you didn't catch that there at the end, he was being asked about their performance. Couldn't even put up three points 
in a loss, another loss to the New England Patriots, the Jets' second loss to them this year, Amber. Uh, So that led Robert Sala to make the decision to bench Zach Wilson on Wednesday, which he said was needed because Zach Wilson and where his trajectory is going right now, not doing so well. Here's the head coach of the New York Jets on why he benched Zach Wilson. His decision-making's been fine. His practice habits, all that stuff have been fine. But there's some basic fundamental things that have gotten really out of whack for him. And this is just an opportunity for him to sit back, focus on those things, find a way to get uh, uh, reconnect to all the different things that we, we fell in love with during the draft process. And it's something that I feel like he's going to be able to do. So that, to me, Amber, is a head coach who is a defensive-minded head coach, realizing that not only is his elite defense at the moment being wasted, this is a team that is losing its place in the AFC East right now. They're 6-4. and four. They still have a winning record. But, again, there's that. And then on top of that, he's got 52 other guys in the locker room to worry about. Where do you stand on the Zach Wilson benching? Uh, I stand in an unusual place because I actually don't like this benching. And I don't agree with it. I don't think that it is going to do anything for the ultimate goal of the New York Jets. I think it's a short-sighted benching. And I know that is a take that you don't hear often because everybody has been piling on Zach Wilson all week long, Courtney. But I feel like everyone's piling on to Zach Wilson, not just because he hasn't been playing well, because that's undisputable. And I'm not going to sit here and try to dispute that. He was not good against the Patriots. But the problem is he wasn't the only one who wasn't good against the Patriots. And so what ends up happening is he gets asked a question at the end of a press conference. He's understandably, frankly, frustrated. I know we all want to pile on Zach Wilson because he's young and because he's young, he's going to be somewhat immature and he's handling a New York media in the largest market in the country at the quarterback position. The lights are always going to shine brighter there and we're always going to scrutinize absolutely everything you say. But he gets asked a question at the end of that press conference. He gives a one syllable answer and frankly, Frankly, that's why he lost his job. And that's why I don't agree with it. Because this wasn't just based on his play. If it was based on his play, Robert Sala would have taken him out of the game during the game. That should have been on Sala to make that decision. Hey, nothing's clicking here for Zach Wilson. Let me go ahead and put in White or let me go ahead and put in Flacco when we're in this game and trying to win a must-win division game against a team we haven't beaten in 110 years in in the New England Patriots. The truth was that the Patriots game plan was better in this game than Robert Sala's game plan, right? So this is largely on Sala as well. I didn't see Sala go up to the podium and say, oh, you know, this one's squarely on me, nobody else. In fact, now he's letting everybody blame his 23-year-old quarterback, which is what's happening here. The special teams lost the game at the very end of the game. It took one play for the Patriots to win this game. It was a windy game. Sala's game plan was a bad one for Zach Wilson considering the conditions. Belichick's game plan for Mac Jones. Also, Mac Jones wasn't blowing anybody out of the water. He's 11 this week because the heat's not on him. They get the dub thanks to his special teams, but they were actually able to move the ball down the field because they were dinking and dunking and had a better game plan there. They couldn't run the ball of the Jets. They couldn't do anything the Jets on offense, and it was not just Zach Wilson that couldn't get anything done. He had receivers that he was hitting in the chest that were dropping balls, Courtney, and yes, he, there was guys wide open in the flat. He couldn't hit. He made bad decisions. He made mistakes. But it's not just on Zach Wilson. And I think it was a one-syllable answer that has allowed everybody to put this just on Zach Wilson. It's not just on Zach Wilson. You're right. Justin Hardy, the guy who gave up the punt return for a touchdown, very much uh, 
you know, the deciding part of the game was on him. You know what he did afterwards? He took accountability for his actions. He put the entire thing on himself. He had tears in his eyes in the locker room. That's what people want to see from players, no matter, you know, if it's the quarterback, no matter if it's the player who gave up a game-winning play, no matter what it is. And I just think from the quarterback to stand up there stone-faced post-game, still in uniform, and say, no, a one-syllable answer to a very complex issue that's going on right now with the New York Jets. Let's think about you know, his performance in this. He completed 41% of his passes, 44 passing yards in a game. The defense allowed three points. This unit is elite. No one's questioning that whatsoever. And I disagree. I think Robert Sala actually had a really good game plan, considering that Jets' pass rush is absolutely lethal. They hit Mac Jones eight times. They sacked him six it wasn't on the defense, so I wouldn't have been surprised to not have seen the blame being placed elsewhere. But you're a quarterback in the NFL, man. you got to take accountability for that. That's what people want to hear from the face of the franchise, from the leaders of the team. So I don't know. I, I know that we're on opposite sides of this. There's plenty more to get into here on Zach Wilson in a situation. Will he keep his job? But will he get it back eventually, or is he done? Uh, with the New York Jets. Plenty more to get to here in Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Zach Wilson might need a hot ticket to see his team play the Bears this week. Hot ticket brought to you by Vivid Seats, where you earn rewards with every purchase. Vivid Seats Rewards is your ticket to more tickets. Vivid Seats, life happens live. Coming up next, what's the difference between Zach Wilson and Justin Fields? You'll hear that next here in Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN2. Happy Thanksgiving. Courtney Cronin, Amber Wilson, sitting in for the guys on this lovely Thursday morning. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. You can hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Let us know what you're serving up today. Are you bringing something to a Thanksgiving? Are you taking? Are you having people in your home? Are you a turkey person? Are you not a turkey person? I still have to air out my grievances about not having macaroni and cheese at our dinner this afternoon. 888 ESPN 888 729 
That word, Thanksgiving, is also our winning word of the hour. Be sure to text that to 777-000. Okay, so we heard from Zach Wilson yesterday. He ended up apologizing to the New York Jets locker room for what he said on Sunday, Amber, when he was asked, do you feel like you let the defense down? A one-syllable word, no. And, of course, there was a firestorm that came of that. He ended up getting benched, and this is his chance, according to Robert Sala, to reset. Now, on the other side of that, the quarterback that the Jets face in Week 12, the Chicago Bears and Justin Fields. Fields, we don't know if he's going to play just yet because, as you heard Amber there in the Sports Center update, he has an AC joint injury. It was not a dislocation, as was reported by some outlets. It was more of a separated shoulder. So this is a day-to-day thing. It is a pain management thing at the moment. But this happens on the final play excuse me, the final drive in Atlanta. They're down 27-24. The defense just holds the Falcons to a field goal. And Fields and the offense finally have another chance to go lead a game-winning drive. They've lost their last three games at this point. In, they've scored a lot of points in, after the offense wasn't doing that earlier this season. So it's 147 left in the game, and he goes and he injures his shoulder on the sideline after he gets tackled. Second play ends up getting hit again, third play, interception. So on top of being hurt, he's already feeling really responsible and guilty for once again not being able to get it done on the road in an environment where they were controlling most of the game. So here's what Justin Fields did following the game, the opposite of what Zach Wilson did until he was kind of forced to do it on Wednesday. Take a listen. You know, I was getting my shoulder checked out, and before I went to go get an x-ray, um, I just wanted to talk to the team because, you know, I mean, what, it was 27-24, the defense, you know, they held them to a field goal, so they gave us that op. And, of course, you know, anytime you know, we have that opportunity to either go tie the game or even win the game for your team, you know, we want to do that. So I just, you know, apologize to those guys, uh, especially, you know, with that game-ending pick. So, um, you know, felt like they did their job in terms of, you know, holding them to a field goal. Um, it's not like they gave up a touchdown, so we needed to, you know, score a touchdown. So they did their job with, you know, holding them to a field goal, and all the offense had to do was go get points, and we didn't do that. So um, you know, I just got to get better in those situations and, you know, keep, keep going. Stark contrast between how Zach Wilson handled his postgame press conference and then the subsequent fallout from that and how Justin Fields handled things yesterday, but also immediately we find out after in the locker room when he's about to get an x-ray on an injured shoulder, he's taking the time to tell the defense, our bad, my bad. What's your take on that? Well, he got to learn from what happened with Zach Wilson, right? So let's not ignore that. But I'm not sure any quarterback's making that mistake again this season. My take on it is this. I'm pretty consistent in wanting more transparency from my athletes. We turn these guys into robots. It ain't fun, particularly in the National Football League and from a media perspective. I want some honesty from these guys. I want true emotion from these guys. And sometimes that means that they're going to step in it, right? Tom Brady and Tampa, Tampa Tom's a lot more fun than New England Tom because New England Tom was a robot. And all we ever got from him was quarterback speak if we got anything from him at all. In Tampa, he's been far more relatable. And I find myself actually liking Tom Brady because now I kind of know more about Tom Brady's personality. That's what I want from all of my quarterbacks backs in the league. So I can't sit here then and 
pile on Zach Wilson, Courtney, for going out and giving a one-syllable answer that everybody hates at a time that he was frustrated. And again, I'm not suggesting it was the right thing to say or the best way to handle it because it wasn't. But what you just heard from Justin Fields was a whole lot of quarterback speak. And so then everyone's piling on Zach Wilson, and it's like we want Zach Wilson to get up there and lie to us, right? Whereas it would have been a lot more entertaining if Zach Wilson had expanded, frankly, on his answer of why he doesn't think he let his defense down. That would have been interesting if he had gone in on his coaches or the special teams or whatever. The truth is he did let his defense down. Everybody, though, in who has anything to do with that offense for the New York Jets, let that defense down because everything with that defense is clicking right now. It's not just Zach Wilson. But yes, we want the guy to get up there and we want him to say, oh, it's all on me and give us the cupcake quarterback speak. If I'm not an advocate of that, then I can't sit here and hound Zach Wilson when he doesn't give us that because this is exactly why we get nothing out of any of these guys in the NFL because if they show us anything with a one-word answer, they can lose their jobs because there's such a firestorm about it, which is what's happened here with Zach Wilson. And it's ridiculous and it's why they're all afraid to talk and why we just get these cupcake sound bites from all of them forevermore. I think there is something to be said about actual accountability instead of just saying the right thing being, you know, to your point of coach speak, quarterback speak. But in those moments, the moment that Zach Wilson had following the game, isn't that where you find true leadership? Like his true colors would be exposed in that moment. And they very clearly were because Even if you don't believe that you let your team down, which I don't know how he couldn't think that, he threw for 44 yards, and he has not been the guy to lead this team at any point this season. I mean, they've won. I don't want to use the the phrase in spite of Zach Wilson, but give me an example where you're like, wow, Zach Wilson, that's a dog right there. He just led the team down, and he was the reason that they won, not having to find out ways around his skill set. I mean, this is a team that has been very – wouldn't say like necessarily like solely needing their rushing attack, but they lean on their rushing attack. They've got really good receivers, by the way. Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, like guys who are upset about this. I understand it because they're you know your quarterback's missing you wide open. He's not reading defenses properly. Although but some some all of the- his receivers are dropping balls, by the way. And let's not pretend. I don't mean to jump in here, but because you mentioned Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore, I mean Elijah Moore is out there acting like he's the next coming, like he's Randy Moss, right, wanting to leave his team because of targets. I mean, why are we not piling on these guys? Garrett Wilson is out here saying stuff that he shouldn't be saying as well. Like, oh, we don't, we don't, th- we don't think a rookie can a speak up stuff. on that. We don't think a rookie can speak up because here's my take on that. Garrett Wilson read the, took the temperature of the locker room before speaking out following the game and getting upset about it. I don't think, you know, he comes from a winning program at Ohio State, just like Justin Fields does. They do things differently in locker rooms where the culture is you lose two games and it's a, the season's a wash. Like there's a certain level, certain expectation that comes with that. And I do think that someone like, like Garrett Wilson looked at that situation and said, no, like this is my moment to speak up and I think I'm valid validated in doing it because typically I'm not somebody who wants to hear from a rookie who truly hasn't proven himself yet but the actions of Zach Wilson and lack thereof were so egregious that it irritated everybody not just the guys on the defense that he didn't want to take accountability for and say sorry we screwed up the guys on the offense too were saying no this isn't acceptable but on like the way Justin Fields handled this I think this is why you're seeing from the 2021 quarterback class of course it's not going to be a complete spread this year because you have 
you don't have Trey Lance playing. He got injured early this season. Trevor Lawrence is kind of off in no man's land uh, with the Jacksonville Jaguars right now after they kind of looked promising. But you're really judging Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, and Mac Jones as the complete products this year and trying to figure out, well, who, which team hit on this? Because Fields didn't go until the 10th pick in 2021 to Chicago Bears. The Jets could have had him. And right now, do you feel like they wish they would have done that instead of using the second overall pick on Zach Wilson? I think there are people in that building who would probably agree with that. Of course, at this very moment with what we've seen from Justin Fields of late, let's not act like there weren't questions about Justin Fields, though, earlier in the season as well. I mean, those quarterbacks that you mentioned, none of them were blowing us out of the water right until this point now that we've gotten to with Justin Fields. This is my problem with the whole concept of benching Zach Wilson because the whole point, like you just said, Corey, is truly evaluating those guys coming out of that 2021 draft. And you're not going to be able to do that with him on the bench. And I understand it hasn't looked pretty so far, but it hasn't always looked pretty for Justin Fields. It hasn't always looked pretty for Mac Jones, particularly this season. You have to give those guys time to develop. We're talking about a 23-year-old quarterback in Zach Wilson. Yes, he said the word no. You just called what Zach Wilson has done egregious. Like he didn't burn the turkey on Thanksgiving, Courtney. He quite literally said the word no. The dude is 23. I assure you, after this media storm, he won't say the word ever, uh, no ever again in a press Well, conference. he burned himself in that moment because it cost him his job. It was clearly egregious enough to Robert Sala in the hopes that he doesn't lose 52 other guys in this locker room that he said, hey, my guy, my quarterback, my supposed franchise quarterback needs a reset. 12 weeks into the season, let's not forget that this guy didn't play until I believe it was week five because he was coming off an injury he sustained Mm -hmm. during the preseason. Like, you need a reset after not even playing a full stretch so far? Give me a break with That's that. That's why but, it's ridiculous. That's why getting this reset is ridiculous. It's like it's, it's ridiculous that he actually needed it. But, like, you're, you're the head coach of this team, and you can take the temperature and say, something's not right with my quarterback right now. He screwed up in that short period of time. Like, that says more about the actions of Zach Wilson than it does a decision behind Robert Sala. But as, as, as much as this thing is so good, earth shattering because you don't typically see a quarterback get benched, but also sort of have the, you know, the reassurance that he's going to get his job back, which is what Robert Sala said. He doesn't believe that this is something that's going to take Zach Wilson out of the running to play the rest of the year. I believe for, for Robert Sala, this is his chance to kind of send a message to him more or less that unless you do things differently here, this is going to be a permanent thing instead of a temporary thing. So, yeah, it's uh, it's certainly it's certainly unprecedented. But when you take a look at both quarterbacks, one that's playing for the Jets or not playing this week in Zach Wilson and Justin Fields, quite a discrepancy in the way that they both handled their team's losses in week 11. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app and ESPN2 presented by Progressive Insurance. Which quarterbacks, veteran quarterbacks, might be a good option for the Jets? We're going all in on 2023, already pushing Zach Wilson out the door. Let's play real or not real. All right, we're going to welcome in Pat Costello, our producer, to play a game of real or not real here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Courtney Cronin, Amber Wilson sitting in for the guys on this Thanksgiving morning. Pat, 
Where are we starting with this? Yeah, we really reinvented the re- wheel with this segment. Real or not real options for the Jets? These are veteran quarterbacks. You tell me if you think they are real or not for the Jets. We'll start with Aaron Rodgers, Courtney. What do you think? Real or not real? Option not re- for the Jets. Not real. I think that all of the chaos that's happening in Green Bay this year, and we did hear on Wednesday that Rodgers has been playing with a broken thumb since week five, which, you know, believe what you want about it. Maybe it's the reason that they've struggled. Maybe it's not. But I can't see the Packers being like, all right, we're getting him out of here after this season. We're turning the offense over to Jordan Love. And I don't – I mean, he's getting paid $50 million a year. It's Aaron Rodgers. A lot of teams would probably not bat an eye at that salary. But I just don't see Rodgers looking at the situation and wanting to leave Green Bay on such a sour note and saying, trade me, get me out of here. He's not going to the Jets. So just to be clear here, guys, even though Robert Sala told us Zach Wilson's not losing his job, we are moving on here on KJM already. All get right. him out. <laughs> um, get him out. He's done. All right. So Aaron Rodgers, definitely not real whatsoever. Like Courtney just mentioned, I mean, he's a per annual, the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. They didn't hand him that bag for a right now reigning back-to-back MVP in order to get rid of him. It ain't happening. This is completely not real. Also, Aaron Rodgers, like this, I no. Not happening. I mean, is he like, what does he have left in the tank? I don't even know. He hasn't even been great this season, so I don't even love that option from a Jets perspective either. All right, real or not real, Tom Brady is an option for the Jets. Uh, not real. Uh, again, we're talking about a quarterback who is 45 years old at this point. Uh, I don't think that Tom is necessarily going to play anywhere else. I'm not sure if Tom's going to extend his NFL career, frankly, because he has that unbelievably monstrous contract waiting for him in broadcasting where he'll make even more money than he ever did in the NFL. But if he does, I don't see it here as a fit for the New York Jets. Courtney? No, I mean, he's technically a free agent next year. He's going to be 46 years old. I think... I mean, has he said anything about – I know he said he wanted to play till he was 50, but obviously he's been dealing with personal, you know, life stuff. Does that – is that going to, like, push him towards wanting to continue to play beyond this season, considering everything he's dealt with on and off the field? I don't know. I don't think it's an option. I mean, it's it's probably as close of an option as Lamar Jackson actually being a free agent. So I'm going to say no on this one. Not real. All right, well, let's go to Lamar Jackson. Real or not real then, Courtney? Is Lamar Jackson No, absolutely the- not. That is the fakest Jets. of fake news. He's not going to the Jets. He's going to get re-signed by Baltimore, whether it's via the franchise tag or, you know, a record-setting deal, which they, they should really do the latter on that one. But no, Lamar Jackson... Not an option for the Jets. Yeah, he's not going to be available. He is absolutely going to get tagged, or they're finally going to get that deal worked out. Lamar Jackson is not leaving a Baltimore Ravens uniform. All right, real or not real, Baker Mayfield as an option for the Jets. Courtney, let's start with you. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say real on this one. What? I don't. I didn't think he was going to get a third shot at being a starter in the NFL. Like then again, he's been benched, you know, several times with the Carolina Panthers. Sam Darnold is starting in Week 12. I think Baker and the situation he went to in Carolina was a lose-lose to begin with. I never saw this thing working out well. He had a coach who brought him in at that time who was trying to save his job. So Baker's last, last chance could very well be with a team like the Jets because you've got to think about what the real options are, like the real good ones, which are Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo. I personally at this rate can't see San Francisco wanting to part with Jimmy Garoppolo. So I guess of like a third tier real option, I will go ahead and say Baker is is in that class. 
Uh, I'm not going to put Baker in that class. I, I, is Baker better than Zach Wilson even, or than Zach Wilson will be? I have no idea at this point with Baker Mayfield. I think he'll have to spend some time as a backup in the NFL before he gets that shot again. Yes, it can happen, Baker. I mean, we didn't learn that Geno Smith was a good quarterback for a decade, so it could happen. But also it could happen for Zach Wilson, and we could learn, guys, that he's a good quarterback if the Jets would just play him, but I digress. Real or not real, we're playing real or not real, op- veteran quarterback options for the Jets. Russell Wilson, Amber, real or not real is an option for the Jets. This is not real because Russell Wilson, we're seeing the problems this season where maybe there has been a little bit of a decline here for Russell Wilson, which we kind of knew over the last couple of years. We gave him a pass because of that thumb injury. And then also the Seahawks, we gave him a pass for, and we were wrong on giving him a pass for the Seahawks, which we've seen now with Geno Smith up there in Seattle. It's a dumpster fire right now for Denver with Russell Wilson, but he ain't leaving. They paid him. They gave him that bag. He's got the contract. He's not going anywhere. They wish they didn't pay him because Nathaniel Hackett's only going to be the scapegoat for Russell Wilson for how many more weeks are we at here? Six, because I think he's going to be out the door following his first season with the Denver Broncos. And then Russ is really going to have to stand on his own without any sort of shield from play calling to in-game management and mistakes with the clock, everything like that with, with Nathaniel Hackett. I don't think any team wants Russell Wilson. I mean, Seattle clearly upgraded with Geno Smith. They knew what was going on the entire time. They said, yeah, go ahead and um, we'll take those picks. You can go ahead and make Russell Wilson your guy in Denver because we've seen how this story has ended time and again. So, no, I don't think I don't think anybody's going to be trying to get in here on the Russell Wilson sweepstakes considering Denver's already hitched its wagon to that thing for quite some time and overpaid in the process of doing so. Jimmy Garoppolo, Courtney, real or not real is an option for the Jets. Uh, It is real because he's playing really, really well right now, but I just keep thinking in the back of my head that the San Francisco 49ers have been down this path before and with Trey Lance. And, I mean, eventually they're going to want to see what they have in him for a full season and maybe the contract situation now that Garoppolo is not under contract next year with the San Francisco 49ers, it's a lot easier to maneuver than what they were dealing with this offseason. But my goodness, um, this is probably the – as crazy as it is to say, it's probably the realest one of any of the – of any of the quarterbacks that we've parsed through on this list because he's going to be sought after not only by this team – but by a lot of teams that are might be doing some quarterback movement. I know I mentioned Derek Carr earlier. I think he's out the door with the Raiders next year and that's, you know, could potentially be a spot for a Tampa, you know, Tom or maybe even Aaron Rodgers or go ahead and throwing Jimmy G in that mix too. But yes, so I say all that to say that one is real. I he will be on the move next year if the San Francisco 49ers don't just back up the Brinks truck for this guy considering what he's done so far this season. They have to win a Super Bowl to keep him. I don't think, again, I'm not convinced that they're moving on from Zach Wilson, frankly, because second overall pick in the draft. Nevertheless, if they do, I do think Jimmy Garoppolo is real in terms of a possibility there or something that they would actually consider. Even if he wins a Super Bowl in San Francisco, like San Francisco is going to be in an interesting situation if that happens. And I, I mean, we saw last week, Courtney, that they might be good enough to do just that. That would certainly confuse things in San Francisco, but they would have to pay him way too much. And they drafted Trey Lance for a reason to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo. So no matter what he does this season, like you said, there's going to be suitors out there for him. I think the New York Jets will be one of them. I like that we're doing this segment basically against Amber's will because she doesn't. Because she thinks that Zach Wilson's getting his job back. 
I, I do. I think Zach segment. Wilson is getting his job back. That is, I have a hard time that believing that. And I'm not usually somebody who wants to. I'm not somebody who wants to give up after on a quarterback after two seasons. I think you personally need to give him three, which is probably like the strongest logic anyone would have as to why Zach Wilson would return next season. But who knows? What if Mike White's like really good this week? All right, one more real that quick. Kyler Murray, goal. real or not real? Not real. No, absolutely not. He's got a massive extension with Arizona. What are we doing? Yeah, what are we doing? But they don't want him either. So, as you heard I on mean, the Monday Night Football Kingsbury's going to take the fall, not singing. Kyler. Not anytime soon. All right, triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Talking all things Thanksgiving here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN2. Courtney Crone and Amber Wilson sitting in for the guys in this Thursday morning. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.